welcome back to the second episode of your weekly book brew. Today you're joined by Parshida, Julie, Nikita, and yours truly, Dasnor. And today we will be talking about um, a very influential book, I would say, especially for young people today. And it's very um, relevant given, you know, the past year's um, Black Lives Matter protests. We will be talking about The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And before we get into it, just a quick trigger warning. We will be discussing anti-Black racism. So if this is a topic that you feel that you may not be in the right headspace to um, listen to, we will be providing a timestamp in the description so you can skip ahead to some of the more lighthearted portions of our episode. And now let's get into it. So just before we talk about the themes that are present in this book, um, I'll first be giving a little synopsis of the story. And if you haven't read the book, that's okay. It's pretty similar to the film, which um, some of you might have seen. And it features Amanda Stangberg. Okay, and this basically the story is just about a 16-year-old girl named Star Carter who was out with her friends and then a police and she was driving with her friend Khalil and then a police officer came and pulled them over and basically what ended up happening was the police officer thought that Khalil, Khalil was reaching for a gun when really it was just a hairbrush and so he shot him and he ended up dying and because of that Star was not only like terrified but she was outraged that that the police officer would do such a thing see the thing is when you say that I'm like almost not even surprised though because I remember watching an episode of Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj which sadly been discontinued Netflix you've really dropped the bag but um there was one episode um, where he discussed the quote-unquote broken policing system and he actually talked to someone who I believed was either in the police force or had worked with um, police officers before. And police officers are literally trained to shoot first and then ask questions. So if they're ever in a situation where they feel that their life might be threatened or that somebody else's life might be threatened, they will shoot first and then they'll like see afterwards if that person was actually a threat or not. So it's like the very way that they're taught how to do their job, like makes it makes sense that this like the consequence and I hate that it makes sense but also like I don't know the policing system is broken so yeah and also exactly and I also feel like if you think about it like you know that if it was like a white person reaching for a hair exactly like, obviously wouldn't have gotten the same reaction and I think that's what like really that inherent bias it's yeah, yeah. That just suspicion that like oh that person like must have been up to something just because of the color of their skin so Again, like I wish we could say like, oh, that's so surprising, but I feel like it's just become a reality for so many people. And obviously none of us here, we, we aren't black, we're all brown girls. So we can't necessarily like relate to Their what- experiences, but it's like, but, we understand that it's like, it's, there's so much bias and so much like systematic racism that just happens just in that like scenario. Like we hear that it's exact same situation happening so many times where it's like don't mistake something happening when it's not really the situation and they won't even bother figuring the situation out first like yeah and situations of that happening really just like act first and like ask for forgiveness after but in this case what forgiveness like you took someone's life so and yeah um, like actually it just reminded me of like um, like a real life event I don't remember his name and I really wish I did so maybe we'll just leave it in like the little description text like below 
um that comes with the podcast but um in america like this little kid was like shot because he was holding a sandwich or something like that like he was literally holding a sandwich and the police officer thought it was like a gun or like a weapon or something so he shot him and he died too and so and but he was like really young like i think he was in like barely in middle school to be honest so yeah like age doesn't even matter just like if you're if you're black and you look like a threat you're you're gonna get shot which not even is, if you look like, like a threat it's just like if yeah. like that automatically like it's it's so frustrating but then like how like that's just the way that they're trained like yeah. that's what Hershey was saying it's 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 systemic it's like within the system you're trained from the get-go that like oh this is how you have to act when you're in this situation I saw this thing like um like it was a black person saying it and they were like you can't expect um a system who was never built to protect us to give us protection which exactly systematic like the system isn't built to protect black people which you know is evidence that like the police is the problem like the system is um like the I take that back thing. I take that back the system isn't broken the system is acting exactly the way that it's supposed to it's exactly. protecting the people it was supposed to protect in the first place it was it was never broken to begin with it's just that we're now realizing that oh not even now realizing we've been realizing this but thanks to the BLM like protests I feel like it's been more vocal than ever bring a lot more like attention to it than they have before so a lot of people's like eyes are being opened like right now and I feel like that's really important and also just speaking back to Gerlene's story I actually found the story and we'll link it down as well um so this boy was actually from Ohio and I couldn't find his exact age but I was just reading through the story and it was so sad just reading about it because even the victim's mother was she was just saying like he wouldn't have hurt a fly and like he was so harmless and like no, I think the kid, like holding a sandwich like yeah it was like I don't even know how somebody like in the right mind can be like let me just shoot this kid like exactly like even the mother was like he would have like um complied whatever you said like if I think he would have given the officer the sandwich (laughs) yeah no it's 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 just so frustrating and it happens again and again like it's not even like a one like one single instance it happens again and again I think there was like another like similar story that I heard where like I think someone was just like walking home from like the grocery store. I'm gonna try and find the story again and we'll link it down below. And like an officer apprehended them and they kept saying, like, I'll do what you want. I'll do what you want. But like they ultimately ended up dying from like the way that the officer was like handling them. And I, I don't even know, bro. Like it's like you want us to comply with you, like you're still gonna hurt us. That's so what happened what's, to George Floyd, right? Like he wasn't resisting, he wasn't doing anything, and next thing you know, his knees on his neck, and then now he's dead. Exactly. No, even if, like, say, like, because it would be like, um, no, like obviously there are criminals that are black, right? But even then, there's a very like obvious distinction between the treatment of white criminals and black criminals mm-hmm. like the treatment that black criminals get is so much more severe and off, like usually they just end up being shot or like even sentenced to death sometimes which is like sometimes there's not even enough evidence to do that okay, and, it's so what I know. and then there's like white like hold on like 
school shooters who are like released from jail after They're, like no five, because seven the thing years. is the thing is Carleen, they have mental illnesses you know they have they have like you know like they have their reasons why that happens so it's okay if that happens if it's okay if it's a white school shooter but god forbid that a black man has weed has right. is in possession of yeah weed. think about that story i don't know if you guys heard about it brandon bernard that guy was yeah. that guy who was on um who got sentenced to death in america do you guys mm-hmm. remember that story yeah i think so right so he was even he like he made a huge like when he committed the crime that he did he was like 18 and he was in jail for a really long time but he like turned his life around like he was a good person he was helping people and he was like literally making a change in the people like in people's lives like in jail and like just when he was talking to people and he was still like everybody was trying to petition for him to get yeah his sentence like you know what I mean like everybody was like let him go like he doesn't deserve to like die Mm -hmm. yet he still did and so it's like if you think about like a white person going through that like obviously like they would have let him go like if you just think about we, it okay let's not say obviously i don't want to like it's, it's, we're not going to say obviously instances those instances are like more been more like, likely that's yeah. probably a better way to put it, it no, and if you think about it like the i if i remember correctly like he wasn't directly the one like doing the wrong i think he was more like just involved like he was yeah. and the thing is even if you're involved like obviously you're gonna get constantly yeah. you're gonna face your consequences right but i feel like the death sentence like is a bit yeah. too like extreme you know it's what i mean like, i might be wrong because obviously like i don't know like i'm not a police officer and i don't like work in like the court obviously but like just as like a person i feel like like i've seen like other people have consequences that aren't as severe and they've done worse you know what i mean and I feel yeah. like just the fact that like he turned his life around and he was mm-hmm. hoping because he was eighteen and then he was forty when yeah. he died. Like at least give him like life in prison instead of. And he had like that's a family. Family. like that's like, the worst punishment too. Like you must have done something really really bad for that to happen. But, yeah, exactly. Like he didn't. Like he had so much of his life left, and he could have done so much more good. But like that was kind of overlooked. And they just focused on, like, what he did, like, 20 years ago. But at the same time, I'm glad that it got the media representation that it did. Because I think, I think this is the one where Kim Kardashian was also involved with. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, that's the only reason it got the recognition. But I feel like it did play a big role. Because when celebrities step in step up to speak on it, it's, like, a very big opportunity to gain that recognition that it deserves so i'm glad that that happened so that we can talk about it even though it should have never even had to get to that point you know yeah it's even like in shows and stuff like like in like Grey's anatomy and all american for example like those are two shows that i watch and they each have like more than one episode dedicated to like police brutality and like the effects of like the judgment call that police officers make and it's just like the fact that it's in there it's like because they may like it's for teens and like people like if like for example they talk about mental health like teens are able to relate to that so the fact that they're including that means that it's like a big problem and they want to address it Mm -hmm. even yeah no I I think yeah in a lot of shows even in like Brooklyn Nine-Nine like that's a cop show 
I think we can say it's like essentially it's cop propaganda. Like I love Brooklyn Nine Nine, but still like ACAB. You know what I mean? Like we have to like differentiate the two. But even in there, like they discussed how like Terry, a black police officer, he was looking for like his daughter's like stuffed animal, and then another police officer like pulled him aside. Oh, He's yeah. like, "What are you doing in this neighborhood? Like yeah. I, this isn't a type of neighborhood that you would be in, or something like that." And yeah. he was, and he was a police officer. Like he was able to pull the police officer card. Like, "Hey, I'm a sergeant. What if he wasn't able to do that?" exactly so like i don't know like it is like no and just the fact that like you question your own like 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 the system's like that broken that like you can't even like like it's like he's a police officer himself like how are you gonna question and even like captain like he he shouldn't even have to be a police officer that's the whole point that's the whole point because he was a police officer he was able to say like oh i'm a sergeant with like the nypd like you know xyz what if he wasn't what would have happened then because he was literally looking for his daughter's stuffed animal mm-hmm. sorry nikita you you can continue with this synopsis that we we're just very impassioned okay. we got a little sidetracked but continue <laughs> um what do you call it and then okay basically another like big portion of the story is that star also struggles with her relationship with her race and identity because she lives like in a black community where it's like not exactly the richest and like it's not like your ideal community but she attends school where there's primarily white people and it's like I guess you can consider a more like rich school and so she has to like struggle with how she balances her home life and her school life and like things like her speech and behavior like she has to adapt that to fit into the circumstances she's in yeah um I feel like there's like the term for that is called code switching um if someone wants to look up the official definition that'd be great but I I do remember um hearing about one movie where that was kind of like they kind of touched upon that theme um it was called sorry to bother you know it's essentially it was about this like man like he uses his like white voice in order to become more successful so I feel like that already tells you a lot about like what like the themes of that movie I feel like that's also like I personally haven't watched it, but I've heard really good things. So if you guys want to maybe even check that out. But yeah, essentially he has his like, I'm assuming like his regular voice and then his white voice. And when he uses the white voice, he, um, I think he like lands more jobs or like he like, you know, he talks to like more like influential people and get in contact with him. And then people tell him, white people tell him to keep using his uh, white voice, I think, because that's how you're going to get successful. So I don't, I feel like I don't really need to explain the issue with that, but I just switched up yeah. the definition of it just in case anybody wanted to know. So code switching process of shifting from one linguistic code. So a language or dialect to another, depending on social context or controversial setting. So that's exactly what Dasmond was talking about, where you're just switching it depending on like the situation you're in, who you're talking to. And I feel like there's just so much wrong with that. Like you should be able to be true to yourself to get like the same opportunities. Yet that's not the case. Like there's a difference between casual conversation and professional conversation and just switching up your entire like way your of accent speech. yeah your accent of, exactly so oh my God, this reminds me so I think it was TikTok that I was looking at. I was watching TikTok and there was this one TikTok and even though it wasn't a black it was a brown person and she was talking about how her dad would just straight up change his whole name when he was like talking like over the phone or like at like some restaurant when he was ordering so like he would just change his name to like Kevin 
and it was so weird to me because it was like why would you feel the need to do that right and then so my I dad does that my does. dad does right? that he, he does that like on a, like a portion of like instead yeah. of like like his full name he'll just be like oh my name is Paul and I'm like yeah, they, oh that's my the God. last my dad part of your name it. my dad will change it to like Peter and I'll be like where did that come from and he's just like he tells and I ask him but I'm like why like why do you do that right and he's like because a lot of white people like they sometimes they'll mispronounce your name on purpose they'll do it just like sometimes they just do it out of like disrespect like they just don't want to learn your name and it's like Like, oh I can't be bothered to like learn how to pronounce your name I know sometimes I know yeah exactly but it's like also I know sometimes it's like hard to pronounce like Indian names but it's like people that he's talked to it's like they just don't want to put in the effort to learn yeah Yeah. my mom had like a co-worker and she was telling me stories to my mom has like not like a pretty complex like complicated name but it's pretty like it's pretty kind of like it's like lengthy a little bit mm-hmm. and so she had a co-worker like she worked in a school and so um she was asking she was like what's your name and so she told her and she was like oh but you can just call me miss p right and she was like no i'm gonna take the time to learn your name because if i don't then that's racist mm-hmm. and my mom was like i never realized that it is racist because it is like if you refuse mm-hmm. to call someone by their name because it's too hard to pronounce because of how cultural it's it might their be. name like, that is it's racist. their name exactly. it's really like, part it's of their like, identity like it's no, like the basic respect you can give is to learn someone's name like exactly. that's like it take the yeah. minute to just learn it and so you know what i mean just refer to them by their name like that's the thing <laughs> okay the thing like is once you learn it once you'll get in the habit it's not that hard i know but the thing is like literally when we moved to new york my mom literally introduced my brother and i like to the people like when she was filling out the school forms or whatever they asked oh is their preferred name and that's when she's like so my brother's name is Moon simran she's like you can call him sam my name is dasnor or dasnor and she's like you can call her daisy and i know she like she like you know had her like best like best intentions like she didn't want us to get made fun of or anything but it's like that's not my name like I'll, okay I'll like I'll say Daisy jokingly now like oh like you know if I'm playing a game with my friends you need to enter your nickname into like Scribblio I'll be like oh it's Daisy or something like that but that's not my name my name is the snore it's and my isn't Sam it's Moon Simran and I get like she wanted to make it easier for them but I feel like it just made it so much worse because I'm like that's not who I am it's like enforcing that behavior like the fact exactly like i know thing is that like all of our names are like pronounced one way but they're said another Another yeah so much sometimes like i know it's like i feed into it because it's like i just at this point i'm just like just call me like this Mm-hmm. Like, so my yeah. name's usually pronounced like Harshita, right? Like, it's yeah, like, not like, Harshita. Like, and the thing is, we feed into that too. No, but it's like, like I like I introduce myself as Harshita now because it's like that's what everybody just like gets used to calling it's, me. It's easier, and it's it's easier. Like nobody wants to put in that extra millisecond to say the like the, the sound of my name. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just my like, mom will like make jokes out of it. Like sometimes, Same. even like some of my friends, like I'm just in the habit of like saying their name a certain way. No, exactly. And so I'm like, Ma, I need to go to like so and so's house, right? She'll be like, How do you pronounce that name? She's like, That's not how you exactly. pronounce that name. Yeah. Like, no, you exactly. just completely twisted it. I'm like, I like, I'm and then I and then I like say it properly. I'm like, Can I go to, you know? And then yeah. she'll be like, Yeah, fine. No, exact same. Like I saw one of my friends' names once, and they're like, Hold up, what? <laughs> what did you just like? What did you just say to me? And I'm That's like, right. Even when their I their name. Even when I was telling my mom your name, like when I was like, we have to go to her house. I was like, we have to go to Dasnor's house. And she's like, who? Cool. Like, yeah, to say it like, like Dasnor. And she was like, you mean Dasnor? I was like, yeah. aw. I love your parents sticking up. Right? I was like, 
this one time in kindergarten. Um, so like my name's Greeline, right? And so, like culturally, it's correct because like you know how there's like the two parts of the name and whatever. So it's right. But I remember like multiple times my kindergarten teacher told me that I was missing a vowel in my name because yeah. she was like between Gert and Lean. There needs to be another vowel to connect the two. I'm like, Great. it'll just change the whole meaning. And she told me like multiple times. I think she even mentioned it to my mom. <laughs> Dude, you can't just tell someone that their child's name is wrong. No, but I didn't know there were rules for names. Like, it's a name. No, there aren't. Like, it's not like it's a name. Yeah, exactly. To be like, why? I'm sorry, I didn't know grammar was included in names. Like, exactly. She was like, you're missing a vowel. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, I think I know what my name is, unless I'm wrong. (laughs) No, I've I felt that before. I remember some teachers kept telling, like, they told me how to pronounce my name, or like, I went to the orthodontist once, and one of them, like, I, they're like, how do you actually say your name? And I'm like, okay, finally, maybe I can tell them, like, oh, it's Thusnor, you know, like, it it means a lot that you want to know how to actually pronounce my name, and they're like, Thusnor, and I'm like, it's more of a dh sound. It's like Thusnor, and they're like, no, no, Thusnor. Thusnor, right? I'm like, and, like the way they were replying made it seem like they knew more about my name than I did. And I'm like, okay, fine. Just I'm sorry, leaving. I didn't know that you were Thusnor. Thanks. I'm sorry. Just you know, just give me my elastics and let me leave. Like exactly. <laughs> no, but it's so like um, I've read like um, like tweets about how black people are like for like interviews, they feel like they can't have their curly hair, you know? Oh, yeah. because, and that's so it's unprofessional. It's- yeah. The people are think it's unhygienic and that is so like stupid to me if that's like too harsh to say I'm sorry but it's like there's literally like no, it's not. That, like cur- it's like their hair is more clean like in a way like it doesn't it's, get dirty as I, fast. Don't even, I don't even understand and then you have people that are trying to replicate that it's, like there's people who like pay money to have their hair like look as like nice and like but like god forbid that's someone who actually does that whose hair is naturally like that, or they that like they actually do their hair like that every day god forbid they do it because then it's just not right like black women who aren't like who just aren't as like confident about their hair or like confident about themselves because of like all these like negative stereotypes but they're so beautiful no like the term code switching just reminded me because sometimes like they would straighten their hair for interviews but then come home and then like wash it again to make sure that it's like like healthy the the heat damage yeah exactly or like the like wigs or stuff like go ahead do it but the fact that some people do it because they need to look like more professional it makes me sad like it makes me really sad because (sighs) it really shouldn't be like that and then you have other people that are really like appropriating it Mm -hmm. and doing it for funsies like oh look at my look at my boxer braids look at like it's, it's so like, it's culturally insensitive what you feel like doing with your like it's your hair it's your body it's like if you want to do it you should you completely have the right to do it but if you're like doing it for the sake of like somebody else that's like that's like don't do that like they're not worth your time or energy for you to put in that much effort the thing but, is Hershita, if they oh, don't do it then they might not get the job because it's I like know, it's, it's proven literally like it's, <sighs> it's such a messed up like situation where it's like Mm-hmm. like for from like great like basically from kindergarten to grade five right I also like lived in a neighborhood where it was mostly like white people and there was a like, section of black people and then it was like me and this other kid that were brown right and so me and him felt like kind of like there was some racism there but for the black people like a lot of their stuff I remember like very well it would be called ghetto 
and now like the stuff that was ghetto back then is like trendy yeah and so like it's trendy when a white person does it like seen who's like seen like other people call like either like their braids or like hoops or like long nails ghetto and now like seeing that's literally what everyone does actually do it exactly that's what's considered because maybe like back then like i remember very well when that would happen i would be like wait like why like why is it ghetto like i don't even know what that means that was like 10 years old you know and so maybe like if it was trending back then it wouldn't have happened which is again very wrong to think but it's just harmful like it was it was not a good environment like when you reflect on it after no. and the thing is like you were young yeah like, that was happening from the get-go yeah right like right off the bat you know racism is like in our education system or it's like it's the way like our children are taught either at home or in schools like there's so many issues it's like institutional it's not like oh imagine I have an Arabic friend and so when she tells me like when they're traveling and they're like at the airport she asks her parents not to speak Arabic so that people don't like realize that um they're like Middle Eastern or like you know because that might we already know yeah which is again so sad and like it's because that's where like to describe it it's just sad like that's it makes me feel so like it feels makes me feel that type of way it makes me like it's literally like think about it when you're younger right you know how like for example brown people will bring like curry but then it's like everybody's like oh my god like that would smell so weird and like yeah like I remember even like it sucks but like even I would do it I would literally tell my mom and I'd be like don't pack it for me because it's like it's embarrassing right like when you're like pack me a sandwich instead or like mac and cheese or something like now I love bringing it to school but it's like back then I was like don't pack it for me like that's embarrassing like I don't want that you're embarrassed of your culture because of what other people think and like what other people make it out to be but it's like and then you just grow up like that's internalized racism and I feel like I don't know I feel like it's so prevalent today too like even on TikTok I don't know if you guys have seen brown girls who are like oh when you're a brown girl and you have a nice nose or something and I'm like sis what are you what are you like trying to show off there's your generational like trauma racism whatever is showing like stop like oh my god I'm so blessed to have a nice nose and I'm like sis you're literally like feeding into what the issue is there's no such thing as a nice nose no like there's no such thing as a bad nose. Exactly. We all have noses. Why are you saying that if you're brown nose. and you have a small nose that you're better than other brown girls? Like that's like oh, getting the whole you, purpose you of to the Eurocentric about. beauty standards. Like, do you want a cookie? I was just about to say, like, I forgot the word for it, but it's like there's so many like Eurocentric like standards that I feel like brown girls and like even like like everybody just has to meet. Even like the skin. Not even talk about fair and lovely and the whole fair exactly bleaching like skin bleaching problem in India. That is that is just like beyond like words. Not not people telling me that if I drink dark jaw, my skin's gonna get darker and we can't have that. Like that's how deep the problem is. No, like some of our parents would be like, "Don't go in the sun for too long." Like dark yeah it's like and then there's that whole idea of like oh if you're too dark like nobody's gonna marry you like you know like okay that's fine i'm like okay okay. (laughs) who am i gonna marry anyways like that's okay that doesn't like tan me (laughs) yeah it's like there's so many like stupid rules and stupid like i can go on like the entire day just talking about and none of them are right like if you think none of them are like 
no, science, first of all. Like, like, I go out, maybe it's the melanonin in my skin. Melanonin? No, this is how you know it's literally morning. Melatonin. No, it's melanin. Oh, melanin. Melatonin. 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 It, like another problem she faces is like after her friend Khalil died like she she's like also struggling to talk about it because it's she feels like it's too black if she talks to it about her to her white friends but then it's like it's too white if she doesn't like stand up for it at home yeah and I think there's like a term for it. I think it's called like conflict of identity where it's like you just let me search up the real definition really quick or if somebody wants to pull that up for me that would be great but it's basically like when you just feel like you don't fit into like the norms of one culture, but it's like you feel the same about another culture. So it's like you're essentially like divided between the two. Yeah. And it's like I, you just don't know who you are anymore. And you're just questioning like your identity and like your, you know, and it's just like it's kind of not fair that they have to do that. It's like, why can't you be both? And why can't you like experience yeah. the parts of the like lost in the middle? Like you don't know. You don't, have, you don't need to fit into a box. You don't need to fit into a box. Um According to the University of Sheffield, identity conflict is an issue for those whose utility is reduced by failing to satisfy diverse group norms. It also represents a broader broader issue for society, especially in the context of national and religious identities, as unity may be undermined where people are unable to adequately resolve those tensions or these tensions. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's exactly what's happening here, where it's like she feels too black to talk about it, but then it's like she also feels too white you know just stay at home. well we just like do away with the labels in like the first place like you don't need to fit into a box and we're like to make someone else feel comfortable exactly it's like just- talking about it should not be too black like that's yeah yeah also yeah. why are we assigning why yeah. are we assigning like a whole like why are we for a topic like why is for someone's death, death? For someone's death. Right. exactly exactly like- if someone died why are we having why do we have Where to do that oh, or so if someone dies it. wrongfully like why is it wrong to talk about or why is why about it making you black like that's exactly. no but even like did culture come into it and why does black have a negative connotation exactly no but <laughs> you're like what do you call it if they were like her friends then like she should be able to talk about it like why can't you talk about it to your friends like first of all because they're not actually your friends. friends exactly then you part, friends again, and part of like, the environment because that's a fat no yeah oh this is so weird I, like not weird it's just disappointing that's what it is mm-hmm. okay. Okay. yeah continue okay <laughs> and then <laughs> another the last like sort of theme that's kind of into it is racialized poverty and basically like we see this throughout the story because star's father and quill were both like turning to sell drugs in order to support their family and like because of that, many excused his death due to the fact mm-hmm. that he was like a drug dealer. There, like people were like, "Oh no, like he's a drug dealer. Like he yeah. deserved it and stuff." Even though that's completely not true, and no one knows like the reason why they did it. Exactly. I, two things about that. First off, I think like I already mentioned this. Like you see, like like weed companies or whatever, like owned by rich white men, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But like that, the same does not apply for for black people. And again 
Hassan Minhaj did an episode about this. We'll try to link it in the description below if you guys want to look into both the broken policing system and um, he did another one on like the weed industry. The racism is prevalent there as well. Like black people will face like harsher punishments for like being in possession of those types of drugs or selling those types of drugs compared to white people. So first off, that's an issue. And second of all, like second off, like the fact that they're focusing on the negative aspects of his life instead of like what actually happened to him, like no matter what happened to the person, like nobody deserves to die like that, especially in that, in this situation, he's like, he was reaching for a hairbrush and you're telling me, oh, because he sold drugs, it's fine. Like that's not, that's not the reason why he died. And even if he did, that you, you, you don't deserve to die. Let's make one thing clear, just because you commit a crime like, like that, like you just, you don't deserve to die. Some people were saying the same thing about George Floyd, about how he used like a fake $20 bill or something at the grocery mm-hmm. store. And that's why they called the cops on him. Like some people were trying to use that to justify his death. And it's like, sir, just because he used, just because the money wasn't real, he did not deserve to die. Let's make that abundantly that clear. Was murder. That's what it was. Like it was like, They're trying to murder like, someone for using a fake yeah. $20 bill. Yeah. Let's just like, make that clear. I thought die, that's like, what the police were there for, to like take them away, you know, tell like other consequences. You don't kill people because of that. You like, don't kill people. That's like a minor mistake that you can maybe learn from. Is that like too hard to do? Like, I don't understand what, like exactly. where in your right mind would you be like, oh, like that minor inconvenience, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to shoot no, them. No, not like usually the minor inconvenience isn't even like, like, known at the time of like whatever is happening it, it, it usually just up conveniently yeah to like oh my god this one time again i'm so sorry i don't remember the name it was I like a news it. headline and it was some like it was a black girl who i think i'm pretty sure she was killed by the police or what missing or something like that right and the picture they used of her on the news was of her holding a fake gun like it was a phone case like that looked like a gun and it was like she was like calling someone and it looked like she was holding it and they used that picture out of all the different pictures she could have used to like show like oh maybe it was reasonable for whatever to happen you know and it was so like it's so disgusting like the lengths they go to to justify these like unlawful deaths they're unlawful like murders yeah literally and even like speaking to like girlene's story like there's another situation with a brown girl like the exact same situation girlene i think you know her you know core beauty Mm. you know that situation that she just went through where it's like she was like all over like indian tabloids because uh because like one of like one indian celebrity like reached out and he was like Mm. oh like check out my hot shot like you guys can check out the story and it's like the picture that they used of her in the tabloids was like the most like provocative one that or yeah. like her eyes like it was the most like provocative one that they could have used and there were so many images of her in like a blazer and hospital scrubs or like the doctors more, no, even more now her. like the pictures that i'm looking at her now are so nice exactly like she has so many and also say yeah yet they used the one where she's showing the most skin like what does that tell you about not to say and like not to say that's that's wrong also with that. wrong with the fact that showing too much skin is giving off exactly that's what i'm saying like exactly like, her, like, right? eyes, it's like even she was talking about it, she was like they chose the one where i show the most skin they purposely so, did it exactly mm-hmm. they were like they want me to seem like a provocative person like somebody who's just trying to get attention or like 
you know what I mean and it's like that's it's that just in is wrong. how like women like even like with the black girl like, are portrayed in the media like, just talks to like how women are portrayed in the media exactly mm-hmm. and it's like if you don't see something wrong with that like Look again. Know, we can have a whole other again. episode on this. We can have a whole other episode on not only how we they're portrayed, will. but even like, like in movies. Yeah, even in movies like the male gaze. Goodbye. I feel like it's God. I've I've seen so many TikToks, specifically like MCU related, like Natasha Romanoff and like Avengers movies. The shots of her compared, like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, they're not exactly focusing on her as a character. They're focusing on her as in her body. So, just, talk, like, oh yeah. So many, no, just so many underlying issues. Just yeah. so many underlying issues, but continue. With the like whole like racialized poverty thing, there was this Instagram thread and it was like things that are cool if you're rich, but not if you're poor. And one of them was like drugs, right? And I feel like that ties in with this because if you think about it, like it's kind of like a cycle. So first you're rich, right? And then you're doing drugs, which is in a way like looked up to because like, a rich person smoking a cigarette sounds pretty iconic, right? But then, or like a like, cigar, like exactly, right? Yeah. That's but if you're poor and you're doing the same thing, it's gonna like lead up to like, oh, you like more chances of you being labeled as a criminal, more chances of you being labeled as like some threat to society, you know? And so then, that ends up leading to like, um, like a smaller window of opportunity, which again leads to poverty, which again leads to like it's just an ongoing cycle. Cycle. So you can't like, it's not in your hands. Well, like most of it isn't in your hands to reverse. And then you have kids and then it gets passed on to them and then on and on and on. And then you just end up having this like large group of a certain like race. Yeah. For us, sadly, it's black people, right? And so then it's just like, it just like never ends. And it like, that's the like most like depressing part. Like most of it isn't even there. Like none of it is their fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like also- no go ahead so like systematic and then it's like so hard to break because like especially in black communities like they don't have access to the resources to like do anything different like they're kind of just fit into this box where they have to do what they have to do to survive even if it's like a bad thing and then it creates a cycle and then they can't break out of it exactly like it started off with mostly like like because of the system you know and so then as it goes on it eventually becomes like to a point it comes to a point where it's like it looks like it's their fault for what's happening when really it's not it is the system's fault no. right but like, just a heads up how yeah. casual it's become sorry am i like no, no i was just gonna say we um i think we've said a few times systematic it's systemic racism systematic means that you do something like in a methodical way systemic means like no. pertaining to the system as a whole just heads up for our listeners as well right. um it's yeah no no because no. I, I know i know made the mistake there's a, difference. Yeah. there's a difference yeah i remember reading about it last year when the blm uh, protests were going on but just wanted to clarify that but no i completely agree and i feel like that also ties back to like capitalism and also like the whole american yeah. dream like oh if you work hard then you can get you can like push through this you know you can break this cycle of poverty you can become a millionaire like no there's barriers can i really place. can i really if no, no, no. I live in, it totally you can. You can, like, like just like working hard does not equal I'm gonna achieve all my dreams, and that's why I feel like when people say that, like, it takes a lot of privilege to say that. Like, and we are in like places of privilege. Like, I like we definitely are. Yeah. Like, knock on wood. Like, we're probably gonna get into like a pretty like a nice university. We're probably gonna be able to get like a nice job. 
because we're afforded those like but it's also yeah and we have to like really reflect I feel like a lot of people just don't take the time to think about how lucky they are like there's so many people that just you know like don't have the same opportunities and it's like here we are just thinking it's like the norm you know what I mean it's like it's so sad to think about that we're so privileged especially because like a lot of our parents didn't have the privilege and yet we're able to give that privilege to us you know what I mean yeah like because yeah they're immigrants for that yeah literally like barely anything like with them when they came to Canada America wherever you know so that was a lot of good discussion we have we had and I definitely think that you should check out the book and if you can't like if you're not a big reader then definitely watch the movie because it has like a big part of on like how the world works today especially for black people and I think it was like a really important like story to tell and to learn about so definitely do that and now we'll be moving on to our next um section where Jasmine and Hashida and Yulene are gonna um recommend coffee recipes for me a little bit about that basically I'm a very picky like person like I don't like a lot of things so it's kind of hard for me to find specific recipes or stuff that I like. So I thought it'd be a good idea for these lovely ladies to share their recipes with me and I'll yay or nay it, depending on how it sounds. Okay, so who wants to go first? I mean, I guess I could start, but I feel like- Yeah, okay. Mine's the simplest. I would just say add maple syrup to your coffee. Um, I don't know where I found this recommendation. I don't know what like, possess me to do it in the first place but I'm like why add sugar when you can add maple syrup you know celebrate like the one good part about being Canadian my question is do you taste the maple syrup or does it just taste like sugar I'm not gonna lie it just tastes tastes like sugar but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit healthier so that's true that's true the only I thing I would say is I no, go that's ahead. questionable though like I don't know if I'd want to try that I feel like I've tried it that's I think you told me once and I think I really liked it I think oh. I did I don't think it's like necessarily like oh my god it's like maple syrup like it just it just it just it tastes, tastes sweeter sweeter yeah but it's like yeah, a, it's, like a, it's, a bit. Sweetness. it's not yeah I love how I'm, I'm convincing you to read yeah <laughs> she was on my team I have a testimonial yeah. I have the Wait. evidence Nikita question what about honey have you tried like honey I've never tried honey Personally, I tried tea with honey. Same, 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 same. I don't want to try coffee with honey. I don't know, like honey, honey and maple does not, syrup. Not like a good mix for some reason. I don't know. I feel like tea and honey sounds more soothing, but like with yeah, I don't, well, with coffee, yeah. it sounds like I don't know. I feel like consistency, know. just in general, like maple yeah. syrup consistency works. Is well. it honey and maple syrup like the same consistency? No, honey is no, honey is so much more viscous. It's so what thick. honey do I have? Is my okay? What are you doing? I don't know. So yeah, oh, that's that's my recommendation. I think yes. you would oh. like it. Okay. It's just it's a nice simple like swap, nothing too elaborate. How much continue maple on syrup, syrup do I add? As much as you want. Yeah. I think I usually add a spoon and it's usually good, but yeah. No, okay. Here's the thing, guys. Whenever, when, if we ever do this segment again, you need to know, I don't measure things. I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. whenever I, I make mom them, like, I don't measure. And my mom, also, I'll like, ask my mom and my mom will be like, just eyeball it. So, right? Like, like, yeah. Exactly. That's the true brown way. You know, you don't need measuring cups. You don't need measuring spoons. You just listen to your Keep heart. the human eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I might try it. 
one day. Okay. Okay, Perfect. Share oh, yeah, mine. Yeah. Um, so mine is a little bit more complicated. I already don't like it. No, I'm kidding. Continue. Okay. <laughs> it's like, God, this is too much for me to remember. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Okay, so I usually brew my coffee overnight. Um, so I have like a simple French press that you can just get at like the grocery store or whatever. And so I, it's basically like just instant coffee and like hot water and you let that like brew overnight or like for at least 12 hours. I know it's like a long time, but it's like, it's yeah, great just like, coffee. Do I have time for that? Patience is yeah, the greatest virtue. Exactly. Like it makes it so smooth. Like it's such good coffee. And so I usually just, okay. So then in the morning you'll have like cold brew, right? And so I'll put that over ice and then I'll usually put milk or creamer depending on what I'm feeling. But that's basically all I do. Honestly, <laughs> I might try that for sure. You I should. might try that tonight. Really? Tell me how you like it because I okay. really like French press coffee because it's like so okay. smooth and it's like, mm. It's like it really reminds me of Tim's coffee. Like it really does. Interesting. I have to try it. Didn't you try like making an ice cap once? Like oh, I did. I made an ice cap. I made an ice cap too. It's so fun. It's so fun. I know. I know. And I like foams. And then like, yeah. Did I tell you guys I made cinnamon buns from scratch the other day? Uh, Coffee, but yeah. (laughs) It's so off topic, but I literally just want to show you guys. Like oh so our viewers can't see your picture, but anyways, they it look looks really great, guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. Julian, share your coffee recipe that you love. Okay, so um when I make okay, so sometimes I'll make coffee at home, but that's not like okay. My tip is sometimes I like to make like a little like frappuccino kind of thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I just make it like a blend. <laughs> I'm blending right now. Like, like the milk thing and like making a little design. Like, why, do picture, why do I picture Galina with her little frother? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for the frappuccino, you just need coffee, like whatever. And then what I say is you froth your milk and then this might be weird, add a scoop. I'm sorry, add a scoop of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Add a scoop of vanilla ice cream, vanilla ice cream in really your blender, and it makes it so good. I have an update for y'all. I think I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, that's not fun. Um, like, yeah. I got really sick over the weekend, and I think it was because I had frozen yogurt. So, Menchies, I'm coming for really you. Really, join me. None of us can Square have Oh, uh, it's actually so bad. But anyways, continue. I, I just yeah, got so excited so- with ice cream, and then I realized I'm probably going to have to get, like, vegan ice cream or something. <laughs> Okay, anyways, if yeah, you know what you think. I know. The ice cream just makes the consistency so, so. Why doesn't my, it's like why doesn't my body produce it of lactase? Bye. Oh my <laughs> God. biology God. turns and I'm like, bye. Okay, I need lactase to break down the lactose. Oh my gosh. This is like, so sad. We really need to end this. This is not <laughs> the podcast. We're guys. running. We have like two collective brain cells here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like working together right now, and barely. Okay, yeah, <laughs> barely. Ice cream, like it makes the coffee or the frap, whatever, so velvety and like so nice. And it just, oh, I could drink it like all day, but that's probably not healthy. So don't do that. Oh, but it's so you have to try. Like you just add ice cream, like one scoop, and that'll be enough, and it'll be perfect. That's my recommendation. Okay, I'll try it maybe. Thank you. Who swayed you the most? Try this. <laughs> Julian probably because I like I ice cream. Say, like, <laughs> a much better description. You can add ice cream to like anything, okay? You can add ice cream and maple syrup. 
So see, my recommendation do be like universal. So that's better. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take over with my ice cream scoop. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a little bit too fun with your ice cream over there. But the thing yeah. is, I really don't even have any right now. It's fine. <laughs> It was false advertising. Oh, Why are you advertising goods that you have no possession? You no longer have possession. Okay, I think we need to end this. We guys. End this. Yeah, we should really close this up. We're really like, yeah. We're all tired. Okay, it's. I think I've said that like twice already. It's like morning and we can't function. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Subscribe and be sure to listen and follow along for our next podcast coming soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.